Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to to ghost Ghost host, Host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. This is April, the psychic housewife in New Jersey, featured on the travel channels, The Holes of Files. I just wanted to wish my very dear friend, Sophia Temporelli, a very happy 11-year anniversary right here on Live Paranormal. Congratulations, Sophia. I love you, and I'm so proud of you. That's right. It's the Ghost Show with Sophia Temple. 
Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And I'm John Temporelli, co-author and editor of Heaven Can You Hear Me by the late famed Fox sighting psychic and legendary paranormal researcher Peter James. Come through, speak to me. Oh, Peter, Peter. John, talk to me, John. Yes, Peter, yes. They, I have to fill in for Sophia. Sophia's uh, heading up to Santa Barbara today. And um, so uh, do you have a message for Sophia? He's here with love and light for you. He's here with love and light for you. Yes. And, guys, uh, my sister-in-law up in Santa Barbara, she's going through treatments and uh, for brain tumors. But uh, they're working. They're actually shrinking the brain tumor. She wasn't able to walk, and now she's able to walk. So any prayers for any comfort, warmth, or healing that you could do throughout the show? And perhaps, you know, for the last couple of weeks, as you guys have been doing, extending those prayers and that's probably helping as well you know with the treatments along with the treatments uh, thank you in advance for that and uh it means a lot to sophia she sends her best too as well they'll be back they'll head up for the first part of the week so they'll be back for our guest uh, next week so sophia will be on the show she'll give us any updates too along the way but today i'm going to help out dads do that that's what i do so today we welcome back intuitive paranormal researcher pet grieving um, uh, psychic medium and author Rob Gutro. He's going to be promoting his release, Ghosts of England. Rob was awarded number one General Western U.S. Travel Guide's uh, title last year for his release, Ghosts of the Birdcage Theater, on a medium's vacation, and made uh, Amazon's top number uh, number one actually on uh, for Western guides for the top 100 bestseller on Amazon. So congratulations, Rob, on that. Visit robgutro.com. That's robgutro.com. Petspirits.com. Book Rob Gutro Author Medium and Twitter at Rob Gutro Author. YouTube search Rob Gutro and Amazon Author search Rob Gutro. Also, want to remind everybody next week as uh, Sophia returns, we have Bentlight Communications founder, SETI researcher, William Lawrence will be on the program. So that's on the 12th. Also, Ed and Lorraine Warren Foundation director. Uh, paranormal investigator and empath Bill Slevin will be on the program uh, two weeks from today. Also, Travel Channel and Discovery Plus's Destination Fearcast will be promoting the new season. That's going to be de- be determined, so that's going to be in the next few weeks. I know the series starts uh, just towards the end of November, the week uh, the weekend actually before Thanksgiving, so they'll be on to promote that. And let's bring on our guest today, Rob. Thank you for coming on today. Hi, Gene. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's uh, good to talk to you. Well, thanks for coming on. And, and yeah, you know, again, to everybody, thank you for prayers throughout the show. Everybody visit robgutro.com as uh, as the show proget- uh, progresses. But to start off, uh, regarding your book, uh, one of your earlier titles, Lessons Learned from Talking to the Dead, uh, uh, now available on paperback at amazon.com. Uh, tell us about the title. Uh, well, um, as a as a medium, I've done a lot of communications with people who passed, as well as pets, as you mentioned. So one thing that uh, that people who pass uh, often connect with me about is things that we need to know uh, here on Earth, and that is the bottom line. Really, is that we really need to treat each other with respect and love, and uh, that's probably the most important message. And as a side note, I want to let you know that I am sending positive healing energy to your sister-in-law. Oh, thank you. Her name is Julie. It's coming her way. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. 
Yeah, she, nope. uh, nope. Sophia, my wife, and my brother-in-law, they're heading up. So, yeah, any feelings you get in their direction? Uh, well, no, obviously they're they're bringing a lot of positive energy with them, and that you know it's really um, when when people are combating illnesses like that, it's really important to bring uh, optimism and positivity and um, let let the person know that you're there to support them and uh, always try to maintain a uh, a positive outlook. Because optimism has been found to actually physically bring healing. Right. It's you all about energy about, uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, and, and things like Reiki uh, will will help um, bring that positive energy. Well, she's a, always been a positive person. That's why. She's so close with Sophia. She, yeah, Sophia spent summers up there with her as a kid, and yeah, just a vibrant person. And she'd already battled cancer once, and you know now with the tumors. But uh, she's, you know, got them to subside in that in every way. Well, it sounds like she's a, an optimist and a fighter, and those are the two things that you need in order to combat anything. So, it, All right. she's on the right track. No, I thank you for that. And on behalf of the entire family, thank you for that. Sure. Yeah, and and lessons learned from talking to the dead. I know, uh, you know, from the description, everything about your title, I know it, it pretty much sums up who you are and your makeup. How did it first start for you? Like, uh, did this begin as a child or progressed as, as a teenager? How did, or how do you even cope with an ability? So it, it did. Um, it, it did start when I was uh, a teenager, and uh, it was it was a sudden appearance by my grandfather after he passed away, seven months after he passed away, on actually on the uh, the anniversary of his birthday, and and spirits of our loved ones will usually appear around their birth dates um, or their anniversaries or 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 their anniversaries of passing, um, or even holidays. So. It, now it makes perfect sense to me that he appeared to me when he did. Um, and then I learned that my, my mother had the ability, so um, I wasn't freaked out by it afterward. <laughs> it was when I saw him, but I wasn't afterward. Um, and then I buried it. I, I, I buried the ability until, uh, until 2005 when a puppy passed away, and he communicated with me from the other side, reawakened the abilities, and now I talk to people and pets from the other side. And I will tell you that um, when I went to England on vacation, there were a lot of people that wanted to talk to me. Wow. I, well, I know too, you have the book series and you, you have part three. So you have the parts one through three of pets in the afterlife. Um, is there a way that pets and entities, you know, other entities too, as well, are you, as the ones you met in England, is there a different way that the community, that they communicate due to their lack of dialogue or their innocence as uh, animals? Is there something that uh, they don't lose over time that they're able to communicate with you different than uh, a person that has passed? Well, they actually communicate more. Well, they do a lot of communications the way they would have in life as a dog or a cat. Um, and, that, and that is the difference. Otherwise, they do many of the same things. They, will, they can appear as, a, uh, as an image, as a shadow. They can make noises. Um, they can move things. Um, but you may 
you know, with dogs and cats, they, they could do things like if a cat used to sleep on your pillow and uh, against your head at night, you may feel that pressure <laughs> against your head. Um, it, you know, if a dog would sleep on your bed, you may feel them leaning against your legs at night after they pass away. Um, so there are subtle signs based on their behaviors when they were alive. And that's, that's really the difference between, between pets and people on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving me chills with that. Cause we had a senior dog pass away um, a couple years ago and the day after she used to come into the bathroom, like I, while I was brushing my teeth and stuff at the sink and you could feel like, you know, a little pug Boston terrier mix. And then she'd take the side of her face and just kind of nudge along your calf. Cause you wouldn't pay attention to her. And I just felt one <laughs> swipe like that right along my calf at the mid point where how tall she was, that's, you know, the natural point, but I felt that, and then, like, what you were saying about uh, uh, loved ones coming around at your birthday, like, Julie's birthday was uh, November 1st, and just before that, she was in the hospital, and and, uh, my father-in-law, after he passed away, everybody started finding pennies everywhere, and then she found a penny under, like, her food tray, right when the nurse went to take it away, there was a penny sitting there, and then my brother-in-law started finding pennies everywhere, shiny ones, too, like, brand new ones, and so it was, like, you know, that same type of cycle. Yeah, so pennies are uh, are something that actually that that people often use, um, and sometimes if you look at the year on the penny, it may be related to the year of passing or their birth year, and that will confirm kind of who it is. Um, pets do the same thing, but they get, they have to get help from human spirits in order to find those proper coins because they can't read a year, of course. <laughs> so, right. Um, but I um. We, I know we're talking about ghosts of England today too, but um, when I was in England, a spirit connected to to us actually dropped a coin with uh, the year of his passing uh, when we were visiting one of the cities, uh, Bath, England. So we knew he was on vacation with us, and he proved it later by saving us <laughs> when we got lost. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But were you driving lost, or were you like kind of in a forest, or in, your, in the city of so Bath? The, the sto- yeah. So the sto- well, the story behind that is that um, Bath was. We went to England twice on vacation. One in, once in 2012, once in 2013. And when we went in um, in 2012, we we of course we saw London, and then we saw various other places. We went to Bath, which is the the city where you find the ancient Roman baths thus the name of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, they're based on hot springs and so forth. Um, so when when we were there, we were walking around, there was a coin in front of us. And you know, if you walk in Bath, there's nothing on the ground. Every, there's no litter. It's kind of not like America, <laughs> where people just mm-hmm. throw things carelessly. Um, but we, we happen to spot a coin. And we looked at the, we picked up the coin, and it was dated 1996. Now, 1996 was the year uh, my husband's um, late partner had passed, and he's always around by throwing. He always throws us coins, and they're always dated 1996. So we we always know he's here. So we knew that he was with us on vacation, and after we left Bath, um, back in that day, we had GPS. Do you remember those days? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. You had the the GPS mounted unit 
in your car, your rental car? That was only, yeah. That was only 10, 10 years ago. Um, so that GPS that GPS uh, unit while we were on the highway went haywire, and it took us off off the main highway. We were just trying to get back to London. It took us off the main highway, and we figured, oh, well, maybe there's an accident. And then it took us down back roads, and again, we got so so lost. Um, it want, we wound up being in a forested area. The sun was setting. Um, we're, and then, then when the GPS said, go off-road, then we, we stopped the car. <laughs> thought, okay, we're in trouble because the sun was setting, and we had already driven like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in into this area thinking this was a shortcut to go to the airport. Um, long story short, we, we stopped. We get, we get out of the car, or I get out of the car, and I was trying to figure out how in the world we could get back because the GPS was malfunctioning. Um, right. And right over the hill came a Royal Mail truck. And I, I flagged the, the truck down. The postman got out. He stopped to get out. He walked over to me, and I, I did a double take because that man who was in his 50s looked almost exactly like um, Ed would have looked had he lived to be in his 50s, had the same haircut, had the same build, had the same facial structure. Wow. And I could only gasp. And <laughs> you know, and he, he looked at me and he said, are you okay? And I said, um, no, not really. We're, we're lost and we need to find the highway. And he said, I will take you back to the highway. He said, I just have two more deliveries to do, and I will just take you back. And I just – so he said, just get back in your car and follow me. And I get back in the car, and uh, Tom looked at me, my husband Tom, and he said, did you see that guy? He looked exactly as Ed would have looked had Ed lived. And I said, that's exactly what I thought. So Ed Jeez. sent us a lookalike so that we would know that he is with us in spirit. And that happens a lot to people anywhere, really. Um, but that totally blew our minds. Or that that was a person you could trust to get you where you needed to go, not like, you know, somebody yeah, else that, that you know, you wouldn't <laughs> want to follow. Or <laughs> Wow. You know, yeah. speaking of yeah. Ghosts of England, you, your book, On a Medium's Vacation, available on Amazon.com, uh, tell us about the sold-out event you hosted at the Strathmore Mansion when you were promoting. Oh, okay. Um, so, well, actually, I've been to the Strathmore every year for the last seven years. So it's been kind of it's wow. been kind of crazy. Um, yeah, the Strathmore is a very uh, it's an historic mansion um, here in the Washington D.C. area in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, and. Next to the Strathmore Mansion is a giant complex, a giant auditorium where there's a lot of performances. Big names come there. Um, so in the historic mansion, I I go every Halloween and I give uh, a talk about either about ghosts, really. So this year's talk, right. which happened on the 26th, was appropriately on the October 26th. It was about the Ghost of the Birdcage Theater on a Medium's Vacation, which is my follow-up to the Ghosts of England book. Um, it was appropriate for that day because October 26, 1881, was the date that the shootout at the OK Corral happened in Tombstone, Arizona. 
where the birdcage is located. So, right. the most, yeah, so the most famous event in history uh, in Tombstone happened to be the same day that I was giving a talk about the uh, the theater that sits in Tombstone. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also, and, too, and you uh, visit – oh, go ahead. No, and and we, I think we talked about this too. That you, you you've been there, and Sophia has been there. So, yeah, it yeah, was kind cool. of an event that got botched, but you know, so we we did get to go. And then you know, Sophia's had uh, her nose reconstructed, but she had like a seventy five percent blockage in her nose, like from a fracture at one point when she was little, and and a kid kicked her in the nose and everything. So when she got in there, it kind of into the birdcage theater. We got to have an actual investigation there because the town didn't know what to do after the botched you know, event. So they let us, you know, have access. And as she got in there, the dankness and the feeling of like the real mustiness and stuff, and it was really hot. There was no air conditioning. You know, we didn't get to stay a long time in there, but yeah, we got to tour it long enough to see the entire interior. But yeah, she also felt, you know, just uneasy in the location and, uh, yeah, it was, you know, so we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time there, but, um, you know, uh, I know that, you know, was your, uh, that one was actually, too, congratulations on us being number one general Western U.S. travel guide for that actual, that book. Thanks. That was uh, quite a shock and uh, <laughs> quite a pleasant surprise to me. Um, I'm very, I'm very humbled and thankful to uh, everybody that, that bought one and is supporting, supporting it. Um, but yeah, yeah that's uh, Amazon's I, so, top 100 list. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> the uh, so the Ghost of England, which was the first in the series, is also done really well because even years later, it's still in the top uh, top one or 200 books for England travel. So people are actually wow. using the book to travel in England and and seek out these ghosts, which is pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. It, well, also, too, there, there's an infamous ghost of Hever Castle, and you, you were discussing how you communicated with that ghost. Who was the ghost, and, and what, what was conveyed to you? So the ghost was a, um, a relative, a brother of, of Anne Boleyn, Queen Anne Boleyn. Of Henry VIII's fame, wow. and uh, Anne Boleyn lost her head, of course, as Henry VIII liked to do. <laughs> um, yeah. So Heber, uh, so Heber Castle is a, a beautiful castle. It's located in the, the village of Heber, in Kent County, um, which is about thirty miles southeast of London. And this castle was built in the 13th century. So. In the four, starting in the 1460s, it was home to the Bolin family. So that's where the Bolins grew up. Now, I never knew any of this when I was going there. And, and I will say that the reason we went to England the first time is because Tom loves the Tudor period. That's his thing. He loves the history of the okay. Tudor period. I don't know anything about it. Well, I didn't. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I'm into other things like weather and paranormal and well, you're meteorologist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a meteorologist, right? So, so you know, we all have our hobbies. So he set up the trip with a um, with a travel agent 
called Across the Pond Vacations out in California, and they picked all of these tutor-related places. So, and I knew nothing about the history of any of them. So when we got to this castle, I said, oh, it's Heber Castle. Um, and uh, I said, you know, I, I don't know what, what the significance is of this is, but um, I'm looking forward to walking through it. So as soon as we walked in the front door, there was a guy, a dead guy, a ghost. <laughs> he was standing, standing next to me, behind me, and I heard him say in my ear, Hello, my name is George. And and he said it with a British accent. I'm not very good with British accents, but and and I and I'm like, "Okay, I I don't know who you are." <laughs> but so I turned to Tom and I said, "There's a ghost here and he's a young man. He's I think he's in his 20s um or maybe 30s and he says his name is George." I said, "Does that make any sense to you?" And he said, well, yeah, that, that's George Bolin. That's Anne Bolin's brother. Wow. So, I knew, so suddenly I knew who I was, I was talking to. And um, George Bolin went through, took, actually walked through the castle with us. He, he was right by me the entire time. And he, he explained different things in different rooms of the castle. And when I got home, you know, I wrote all these things down because I keep a journal wherever I travel, um, which is how I also write books. But when I got home, I, I confirmed all these things. So he told me that um, he he told me that he was uh, very um, very uh, honored by his sister, and um, he gave me a year that his. Uh, his, he was so impressed by his sister, and it turns out that that was the year, I think it was 1532, that his sister got, she was uh, Marquess of Pembroke in 1532. So, you know, here's a ghost who's walking me through the, his, his boyhood home, and he's telling me uh, in 1532, that was, I was so deeply honored by what happened to Anne. And I'm like, what happened to Anne? And he didn't tell me, <laughs> but I looked it up when I got home, and that's what I figured it out. Uh. Um, so, so he also he he pointed out Anne's bedroom. He also told me um, he made me my elbow burn when I walked into the uh, into the great room there or whatever it was, and, and I said to him, "Why is my elbow burning?" And he said, "Because he burned his elbow near the fireplace that was there." So. Um, those are just some of the things. So that he was, wow. he was our ghostly tour guide. <laughs> He's kind of crazy. Yeah, instead of headsets, you got <laughs> the man himself. Yeah, the man himself. And so I, I made a sketch of George in my in my book because I like to sketch. Um, oh. So people that read Ghosts of England and the Medium Staycation will see some of the sketches of the ghosts that I actually encountered. Well, I know on your YouTube you have – is there – Part of that is is that done on your YouTube as well? Um, I've done a couple of like a ghost uh, of a couple. Oh, go ahead. Videos about about the ghosts of England. So I I don't know. You may see it up there. I can't remember. I'm over fifty. Yeah, I saw you had some titles <laughs> there that were like yeah Rob Gutrell by search on YouTube. Yeah, some of your videos there. 
And when you, you know, as a meteorologist, as a profession, have you ever noticed extreme weather patterns, like even in England or here nationally, that paranormal activity at certain locations, or does it it act as a way of enhancing effect with maybe heavy water environments? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So because I'm a meteorologist, I actually explain everything in terms of energy, and that includes weather Mm -hmm. energy as well. Earthbound ghosts and spirits who have crossed over, and I distinguish between the two, use energy to get strong enough to communicate. So heat, light, water, electricity, those are the basic foundational energies they use. And then they both use emotional energies. Earthbound ghosts use negative emotional energies like fear, anxiety, depression, and anger. Um, Spirits of, of our loved ones on the other side use faith, hope, and love. But... When it comes to storms, there's a lot of energy in storms. If you think of the, uh, the temperature of a lightning bolt, a lightning bolt has been measured to be 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And that temperature is hotter than the actual surface of the sun. So, wow. so you get – yeah, you get that much heat energy. Of course, it's going to feed into whatever – you know, earthbound entity is is here. Um, so yeah, those old movies we used to see lightning, you know, lightning flash in the black and white movies, and then ghosts. Yeah, there. there's something to that. They were, you know, they were right on. <laughs> Whoa, it was weird. The other day we had a, you know, a thunderstorm just, you know, just kind of pass through. And over by the Seal Beach Naval Base, it, I'd never seen this before, but it was like a ground uh, cloud that, you know, I looked it up afterwards, but it was just these mm-hmm. bolts going straight up into the sky, into the clouds. And then there would be like two of them going at the same time, just like in a flash, just you could see it going from the ground straight up. Have you seen that phenomenon? I'd never heard of that or seen that before. Yeah, actually, well, the, yeah, I haven't done a meteorologist now for about 30 years. I actually have. <laughs> um, it is it is kind of uh, interesting to see because n- not everybody has certainly seen it. Um, but lightning does originate. It, it originates both in cloud and on ground, and then it meets in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd never seen that. It just freaked me out because also I thought, you know, it was coming out of the base out in the middle by the dunes out there where they have all the nuclear bases, and I thought they were hypersonics mm-hmm. taking off. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> oh me my out gosh! And then I realized, oh, it's all <laughs> it was all part of the pattern. Yeah, so usually you don't see the ground the ground um, uh, lightning first because um, it, it's just the charge on the on the ground and you can't you can't really see the atoms you know you can't see the atoms of course but but yeah um severe weather absolutely contributes to the presence and the strength of earthbound ghosts and spirits right and i know geology has a lot in place too i know up at the david omen house we've been up there and i I guess there's like a lot of deposits that are real conducive to even with weather patterns and, and acting together in concert, creating a lot of phenomenon. And also the feeling you get there, like where you feel like you're looking north, you're really looking down the canyon south. It's, it really throws you off up there. Yeah. Well, you know, anything with, with magnetism is is kind of mm-hmm. affect everybody. So, 
Right. Absolutely. Yeah, what, also, too, I want to remind everybody, you can call into the show, too, as well. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on liveparanormal.com. The number is 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. Simultaneously, I'm uh, posting links into the chat room. Usually, that's all I do in the show, but I'm posting Rob's links into the chat room, too, as well. Um, as we welcome back intuitive paranormal researcher, pet uh, spirit grieving medium, and author Rob Gutro. So visit robgutro.com. That's robgutro.com, petspirits.com, Facebook, Rob Gutro Author Medium, Twitter at Rob Gutro Author, YouTube search Rob Gutro, and also too for the videos on there as well. And uh, the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Again, I'm Dad filling in for Sophia today. She'll be back uh, next week. We'll be back for the uh, late edition of the show in just a moment. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files. And you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself it's into your mix of, of voiceovers <laughs> now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. And there's Sophia's voice. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Again, I'm John Temporelli, co-author and editor of Heaven Can You Hear Me by the late same Fox sighting psychic and legendary paranormal researcher, Peter James. Yeah, again, filling in for Sophia. Thank you all for the prayers for uh, my sister-in-law, Julie. They're going to be heading up to Santa Barbara to take care of her, clean house and do different things for her, and she's doing better thanks to your prayers. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Today, our guest, Rob Gutro. Everybody visit robgutro.com. That's robgutro.com as I bring Rob back in. Oh, there's a little pause and delay in bringing you back in. I was trying to do that while it was uh, – that usually means there's a lot of people listening, which is really good. So also in the chat room, if you have any questions for Rob, make sure they're all capital so I can uh, uh, distinguish from the typical chatter. And and also, Rob, uh, your book, Kindred Spirits, When a Spirit Befriends a Medium, are you detailing what's typically referred to as a spirit guide? Uh, no, that's a good question. Um, it's actually the spirit of the gentleman named Ed that I was talking about that uh, that rescued us when we were lost in England. 
So that's his right. story. <clears throat> and and what's interesting about his story, uh, John, is that um, I never met him in life. I only met him as a spirit. But because mm. he's been around as long as we've been together, which is 17 years, I have really gotten to know him like he is a best friend that lives in another place. And he, he told me some pretty interesting stuff that <laughs> that's all been verified. Wow. So, well, all the verification you receive in return. Yeah. So to me as a medium, it's really and, – and as a scientist, actually, it's really important that I get um, – I get verification on everything because <clears> – <throat> You know, scientists have to prove what they get. Um, so, uh, you know, all I have to do is is talk to Ed in spirit, and then I I go and I talk to uh, I go talk to Tom, and I say, oh, Ed said you did this back, you know, in in the 1990s, and and Tom will confirm it, even though I never heard of it before. Um, and right. you know, sometimes he sometimes he says, I think you, you need to stop talking to Ed so much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, you know, there are some things that, you know, you don't have to talk to him about. <laughs> so, it's funny. Now you know too much, yeah. I am writing yeah, a, um, a Kindred Spirit 2, by the way, because Ed continues to, to talk to us all the time. Oh, wow. So you're able to build on yeah. the initial messages. Yeah, and, oh. you know, the other thing in, in Kindred Spirits is that <clears throat> Ed <clears throat> gave me a lot of messages before we went and met, met his dad for the first time in 2011, and Ed helped me prove um, uh, that he did not take his own life. Oh, wow. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he solved the mystery of his own death that had been troubling his father for 15 years. Um, so that's pretty cool. Well, and I'm sure that's great solace for Tom too, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so it's amazing what spirits can tell you, and um, whether they're, you know, whether they've crossed over like Ed has, or whether they're still earthbound like uh, George Bolin there in uh, in the Heber Castle, they can tell you a lot. <laughs> Right, right. Now you have an intriguing title too, as well. One of your one of your books, uh, "Case Files of Inspired Ghost Tracking." Uh, tell us about about what what you can for our audience. Sure. Well, as a uh, paranormal investigator, I wrote that book about all of the well, not all of, but many of the cases that we have uh, encountered as paranormal investigators here in Maryland. So. Uh, because I am one of the two mediums or three mediums in the group, and they also put me in charge of writing the reports, um, I was able to use those reports and compile a book. So, and there will be a there will be a case files too coming out also because we continue to do you know paranormal investigations and help ghosts cross over. Um, but for anyone who wants to know what it's like to be on a true paranormal investigation. Um, you will read this book and you will be taken along on these investigations and you'll see exactly what we encountered, um, how we figured out who the person was as an earthbound ghost and how we helped them out. So 
we have gone to historic places, we have gone to private homes, and we have helped the living and the dead. So if you if you want to know what a paranormal investigation is like, Case Piles of Inspired Ghost Tracking is a, a really cool book to read. All right. Yeah, speaking of Maryland, like you've lectured at the Belmont uh, Elk Ridge Manor, um, what are the reported hauntings and uh, your impressions there? Well, that's a, a really haunted place. Um, I, I did write about that in in one of my books, um, and the the place is the place is no longer available for tours. Um, it's it, I think it's it's just strictly now for functions. But there are a lot of there are a lot of people who died in there, um, or that were either residents, visitors. Um, or or others who happened to be there for a function, and when they died, they came back because they regretted doing something there at the time. Um, so there, yeah, there are quite a few there are quite a few dead people that linger there from different uh, time periods. But unfortunately, right. you can't get in there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, coming back to Tombstone, Arizona, you first were there like in 1995. You never knew really the layout of the ghost town or anything. How were you able to give a random travel that was going through the town? How were you able to give them directions to the courthouse there? That was a uh, that was because I realized later that I had actually I was actually having a past life experience that I had lived there at one point in my previous one of my previous lives, and uh, when somebody just walked up and asked me, because I was dressed as Wyatt Earp, uh, visiting the town in a fun way, um, and he thought I lived there, um, and I gave him exact directions how to get to that courthouse. That made me really stop and think. And now, as an experienced paranormal investigator, I realized that I had had a past life experience. And uh, that's how I knew exactly where to direct that person. And I followed my own directions later, and sure enough, that's exactly where the courthouse was. So, um, so if anybody you, has you a feel, that, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, did you have when you did you see the town as it was back then? I know they've done a lot of changes, and you know the lettering, the fonts, and some of the street signs are a little bit more modern. Was there? Did you see the town as it was back then? Um, I saw the layout as it was back then, which is actually exactly as it is today <laughs> in that mm-hmm. part. So. Fortunately, it's the same. The streets are the same as they were then, which and they were dirt, of course. Um, but if for if anybody is drawn to a particular time or location throughout history, it's very likely that they lived there and then in a past life. Yeah, I know. We we just kind of had the the fun holiday out of the way and everything with Halloween. And we, you know, Thanksgiving's coming right up and everything. You know, when you work with people with grieving, how do you have a special approach with individuals, especially around the holiday season? Well, I like to remind people that um, because we're all energy, 
right now, living energy, um, our energy doesn't it doesn't go away. Energy transforms. Um, and because of the law of conservation of energy, that states that very thing. So when we die, our physical body dies, that energy couples with memories, personality, and knowledge of this life. And then we choose either to be an earthbound ghost or most of us choose to be a spirit and cross over into the light. And as a result, we can come back and forth and visit our relatives anywhere, anytime. doesn't matter where they live, where they move, if they're on vacation, it doesn't matter. Just like we talked about how Ed appeared on my vacation in England. He found us there. Um, so I always tell people that your, your loved ones are really around you in spirit, especially around birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. And, and they don't want us to be sad. They want us to continue to celebrate the life that we are experiencing right now. Uh, yeah, you know, I know. I know around that uh, the holidays, it's particularly tough for people. And um, so, uh, with that, and with what you feel here on Earth, I know you know Peter James when I co-authored his book, and and he was ordained minister, and a lot of what he, you know, was uh, educated with, he just didn't feel that you know heaven was up in the clouds and there's pearly gates and things. He felt it was right here on Earth, and that within the Earth's plane, or when he would help them move on. That's where they would go, and he could feel it vibrationally. What do you, what do you feel about the thoughts and theories, or just the term afterlife? What, what do you believe it is, and uh, and what is it to you? Well, to me, as a scientist, it's it's really all about energy, and you know, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, because energy can't be destroyed, it has to go somewhere. So, spirits can choose to stay around uh, the earthly plane, but. For the most part, we're you know humans are curious. So are animals. They want to explore. They want to they want to go around places. Um, you know, when it comes my time, I want to. I actually want to go out to explore other universes. Uh, so, so that's what I think. That's what happens. I mean, if you think about all the energy that really moves through the cosmos, we have cosmic rays, X rays, gamma rays, and so forth. We become part of that. We become part of that stream of energy, and and to me, that's you know people can call that heaven, they can call that paradise, they can call that Valhalla, they can call it whatever they want, uh, but to me, right. it's really about energy, and and it's about positive energy. We as living right. as living people, we are we are our 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 souls, if you will, which are, is the memory, personality, and knowledge of the life. That's what a soul is, and every living thing has a soul, and. And we are part of that greater energy when we when we pass. So right. sure, and, and I mean, like you're saying about animals. Oh, go ahead. No, so he, the 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 gentleman you were talking about. He, he sure he's he's right. I think I think that we're all right about where heaven may be. If there there you know heaven and hell were actually two I, ideals made up uh, by man, and they. It's not like somebody died and came back and go and, and said, you know, this is <laughs> this is what it is. Um, but we all have different experiences, it, it, and those who have had near death experiences also have have told different things about the other side. So it's not consistent. Right. Um, it's all based on our own experiences. And also, yeah, like with animals, it. 
you know, they're attracted to energy. So that might be why some people have more of an impression or get things so constantly as they're an energetic person or that that's what they're drawn to. It's like a dog would like to be around a person that can, you know, that's throwing a ball and running around and, you know, and uh, so active. That's what they're drawn to. And, and probably so in life with us too as well. Yeah, uh, so pets can read energy. They, they're very sensitive to our energy, even and, and emotions are also energy. So that's another aspect of, of energy. Um, and you know, as we talked before about on other on other shows about pets in the afterlife, you know, they they know when you're happy, sad, angry, depressed, sick, and so forth. They're they're reading your emotional energy. Um, so right, they do. They do all, and I will say 99% for pet owners out there, 99% of all of our pets cross over because they can sense that the energy on the other side is good and positive and full of love. And um, and our relatives are waiting for them in spirit. Right. And I know the only people that, that Rob Gutro dot yeah, I know at robgutro.com or if people were contacting you for readings, and if, if they were to do that for their pets too as well, that their pets have passed, I know you like to receive uh, photos of any deceased pets a half hour before your reading. So what what's the process in that half hour? Oh, well, actually it takes a half an hour for me to do the reading. Um, so, so I schedule readings out um, – way in advance actually right now i'm booked a year out so um if people want to book yeah i know it's kind of crazy (laughs) i'm not (laughs) retired yet so when i retire i'll catch up more um but of course everybody wants to hear from their pets but the way that i I do readings and i only do i don't do it with people um i i used to but uh people have too many hang-ups to be honest with you so oh, okay. I'd rather talk, rather talk to a dog or a cat or a horse or a rabbit. Or, so um, so the, the instructions for readings are, are, are on my website, and, uh, you know, I, I charge a small fee, and, um, and it's all done by email because um, I need quiet uh, in order to connect to a pet. And, then, and I schedule them on weekends, and um, like I said, I'm booked a year out. But wow. when you get a reading, it's so not just one paragraph. Retiring. <laughs> you won't be retiring in the next year. But in the paranormal field, older new today, uh, psychics, parapsychologists, authors, or team investigators, is there any particular person you've looked up to over the years? Um, well, there. I have to say that there are two friends of mine that are, are – people that I totally respect and that have amazing talents. One is uh, my friend Ruth Larkin. She's the Beantown medium in Boston. And she, she has many talents aside from being a medium. She's an intuitive medium. She's a medical medium. Um, she's also a psychic, which means that that's different from what I am. I can only talk to people in pets who passed as a medium. She's right. a psychic. And that means she can, she can communicate um, – she can be in touch with the energies of past, present, and future. So she can tell you what you did in the past. She can talk about the challenges you face right now, and she can recommend mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the future and what to do. I can't do that. Um, so, yeah, Ruthie Larkin, the Beantown Medium, awesome. And uh, my friend Troy, uh, Troy Klein, who is a, a member of Inspired Ghost Tracking, 
Uh, you read about him in that case files of Inspired Ghost Tracking book. Uh, fantastic guy. Um, he He's probably the best person I have ever met that knows how to cross ghosts over. Oh, wow. I know for Peter James, he said it was really difficult for him. Everybody gave him a lot of, uh, you know, just a flack over the years of like Jackie aboard the Queen Mary. Why didn't you ever get Jackie to leave the pool area and move on? And and he said, for whatever reason, and he said he attempted every time he was aboard, he would always make a point to get Jackie to move on. But for whatever reason, she remained. And he felt it was that she was always looking for her mother. And that's why she was always calling out, uh, you know, to her mom. And, and, um, and so he got a lot of grief for that, you know, but uh, so this person has a really, distinct way of getting that across yeah he does but um so uh, troy also comes from um uh, a, a background where his dad was a um was a minister and uh, a very from a very loving open um religion where everybody was accepted no matter who they were um so he is part of that too i can totally understand why um, why you can't cross somebody over. And that is because they maintain their personalities mm-hmm. when they, they pass. And I couldn't cross right. anybody over in England either. Um, you know, if you're stubborn in life, you're going to be stubborn in death. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other thing too here, John, is that um, when uh, when people choose to stay earthbound as ghosts, I have found that sometimes – or often, rather, they fear what's going to happen to them on the other side because of the mm-hmm. way they live their life. So no matter how much you try to convince them, you know, unless you're a used car salesman, really. <laughs> no slight to a used car salesman, but they're really good at selling. Um, you, you know, the, the ghost is not going to listen to you and cross over. Wow. Yeah, see, he had that with Sally, too, in the Sally's house in Atchison, Kansas. She, he couldn't get her to move on either. <laughs> and he said she was pretty stubborn. <laughs> yeah, so they, see, there you go. Um, one of the tricks that we do use, though, to cross stubborn ghosts over is that we connect to their energy and then connect to the energy of their loved ones on the other side. And then so we, we open a portal to the other side, and we bring in their relatives and have their relatives convince them to cross over. We've had to do that quite a few times. Right. Wow. Yeah, are you, uh, towards Great. the end of the show, and I know there's a hard close, uh, any websites, appearances, book announcements, any upcoming interviews or events you wish to mention? Um, there, well, there are a couple of things, uh, a couple of big things coming up. Um, later on in November, I'm actually going to be returning to Coast to Coast AM. So that's oh, pretty wow. cool. Yeah. Um, that is. That's one thing. That, that's sometime in November. I think it's the 21st or 22nd. I can't remember. Um, but fans of the show will be able to find me. Um, and the other big thing is that I have completed my 10th book, Pets in the Afterlife 4, Messages from Spirit Cats. And that one is going to be published the first week in January 2023. Wow, congratulations. And and we'll have Sophia actually on to interview you about that one. Oh, cool. That would be wonderful. 
Yeah, please, well, please give her my best. Tell her well, that. Um, thank tell you. Tell her that I really admire her for uh, for everything she does. And here's a shower and, and, water. Um, <laughs> I'll go in. I, I'm just really, I'm, I'm very impressed by her, and 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 of course by you. You're a great dad. I know. Well, thank you, Rob, and and uh, thank you for your support through the years. Thank you for everything you've uh, the initial opening sentiments too. And I know that Sophia's sending her best. I hear the shower water in there, so she's going to be out and heading out in a little bit. So I'll certainly pass that on. And uh, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on and the book uh, Ghost of England, uh, one on a medium's vacation. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you. Well, thanks so much. And give Tom our best. I will. I, I appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you next time. All right. Definitely. Definitely welcome back for the next promotion. The Ghost of England on a Medium's Vacation, available on Amazon.com. Also visit RobGutro.com. That's RobGutro.com for all of his titles. PetSpirits.com. Also Facebook, uh, Rob Gutro, author medium. Twitter, at Rob Gutro, author. YouTube search, Rob Gutro. And uh, as well, we have coming up, um, I have different pages open here. We have Bentlight Communications founder, SETI researcher, William Lawrence will be on the program next week in the 12th. Also, Ed Lorraine Warren Foundation director, uh, uh, investigative team founder, and impact. Bill Swevin will be on the program two weeks from today. Also, too, Travel Channel Discovery Plus Destination Fearcast will be on promoting their new season. That will be a week before uh, uh, Thanksgiving that the uh, – the broadcast uh, debuts. So they'll be on and we'll figure out which day that is when the PR uh, brings them on. We'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie and Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun.